0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to Nilosophy, the show where college athletes lead the conversation on NIO. I'm Deja Kelly, guard for North Carolina, and, of course, your host. On this show, we talk money, impact, and navigating the new era of college sports. I am here with Armando Baycott. Armando, how are you doing today?
1: Good. Glad to be here.
0: Thanks for coming. So we can just jump right into it. So obviously, I've known you going on like four years now, Went to school with you, gotten to know who... I knew of
1: you in high school.
0: Yeah, but we didn't know each other. (laughs) But just gotten to know who Armando Beca is. But when y'all went to the national championship, the world kind of got to know who Armando Beca is. So ever since then, how did life change for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was definitely crazy for me because, I mean, obviously in high school, I had a little notoriety just going to IMG and then winning the national championship there, then going, being a McDonald's All-American, going to UNC. But I would say after the national championship, that's when I really started to see like that I really had taken off and I was kind of a household name. I mean, I can remember right after the national championship game going to the Dominican Republic, staying at the Hard Rock Hotel and just everybody out there recognizing me. And then after that, I kind of just seen my life change. And then you add in the whole Outer Banks thing, and then everything just went crazy.
0: Right? Yeah, you being on a TV show that <laughs> the world watches, I think, yeah. is huge. So obviously, for you to be able to have a part in that, um, obviously through NIL, just within that, I think that's that's super dope. But just kind of with that, like your journey, like you said, you grew up, you were, you had some notice in in high school. Obviously, mm-hmm. you ended up at UNC, a pretty big school, so you had yeah. people had to know who you were. You were McDonald's All American, but kind of take me back, like. Growing up, you're from Richmond. Talk about who kind of helped you through your journey, who helped you get to where you are, who impacted you the most. Just kind of take me through that.
1: Yeah, I mean, my journey really starts, like you said, in Richmond. I went to Trinity Episcopal School, which was not that big of a school in Richmond. And I went there and we had a great team. We won a state championship, finished top 10 in the country. So that definitely brought a lot of notoriety. And that's when I started to get really popular in the city. And that's when I first started to kind of know how to deal with things like that. And then my senior year, I transfer over to IMG. Well, I went to Peach Jam that summer. Then I played for Team USA and won a national championship. Then I go to IMG and won another national championship. So it was like a stretch from my sophomore year to senior year where I was like 65 and like three. I'd only lost three games. So I was really on a high horse. And then fast forward to UNC my freshman year, obviously it was tough. It was one of the worst teams probably in UNC history. And I mean, it was crazy. I mean, we were derailed by injuries and it was a lot of different factors that went into it. So, I mean, it was just tough for me because I hadn't been in that position. I was just so used to winning and then to go into that situation. And I mean, it was different for everybody because UNC, Coach Williams, they weren't used to that either. And it took a lot of soul searching and then COVID came up and I could just remember that whole time during COVID, I knew like I had to come in and work my tail off because... Coach Williams had brought in Walker Kessler, who's in the NBA right now, killing it. Right. Dayron Sharp, he's in the NBA, killing it. And then we still had Garrison, Sterling, and we had Walker Miller, too, who yeah. all ended up being great college players. And G being in the NBA, and pro, and then Sterling and all those guys. Right. I mean, just that summer during COVID, I mean, well, that whole time during COVID, not just the summer, but that whole year period, I can just remember just working my tail off, just knowing, like, I had no choice, and I mean, obviously, I'm not the type of guy to transfer, run away from the competition. I loved it, and I really say that took me to another level, just that whole experience of COVID and being able to work hard and really better myself after the rough freshman year.
0: Hmm. So, yeah, I think, obviously, the COVID took a toll on all of us within the basketball program, and obviously, y'all weren't, as we know, just weren't at at y'all's best as a team, but NIL came your junior year, I want to say, and y'all started off kind of rocky that year as well-ish, but Mm -hmm. obviously that year you made it to the national championship game. So what was your initial thoughts kind of that year when NIL came about, when it was announced? Like, what was, did you have a plan? Did you kind of have an idea of what you wanted to do? this is
1: what a lot of people don't know. I was like way above the curve with that. I knew NIL was coming because I was a part of the Players Development Coalition, and it's something. That's within, I want to say the NABC or something, like one of the coaches association. And it was like me, like Corey Kispert and like a few other guys. And we kind of discussed with like the top coaches in college basketball about the whole NIO deal and stuff like that. And Craig Robinson, he's, um, Michelle Obama's brother. He kind of was like the leader and like threw out ideas to us and we talked about it. And. So I kind of knew it was all coming, and I mean, I thought it was great when it came. And it kind of was a surreal moment because nobody really thought like that would actually happen. At all. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I was taken by surprise when it came around. Like, I heard talks about it. It was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it might happen, but I never thought it would have happened while I was still in school. So it's good to know that you were kind of ahead of the game already and already kind of had an idea. So since you did, did you have an idea of whether you wanted to sign with an agency, get an agent? Did you want to kind of be independent and see how that went? Because obviously we've seen yeah. all over, there's a bunch of athletes who are kind of doing it on their own, who have agents, who have a team around them. So what, like, what was your thought process with that?
1: Yeah, company? honestly, like like I said, I was ahead of the curve, but I had no idea like what to do, how to go about it. I mean, I would say the first year for the players and obviously all the brands and companies, it was kind of like a free trial era and nobody really knew what was happening, how to go about it. But going into my process, I ended up being with Daniel Hennessy, at Let's Engage. And I met him on Zoom. I want to say it was like the first and second day NIL got announced. And I really liked his plan because obviously it was about like getting deals and doing things like that. But he also was all about building me up as a brand and me learning kind of the ins and outs. And I thought that was great for me, just with me having a business background, me now getting my MBA. Those are a lot of the things that I wanted to learn and be able to pursue. And right. Daniel, he checked all those boxes and he's been my guy ever since. I mean, we've had a great relationship. He's here all the time.
0: That's dope. And it's always good to be able to have that kind of that support system in the way. And obviously with just the NIL space, like it's, yeah. it was so different when it came out. And a lot of us maybe didn't fully know how to handle it or didn't know whether an agent would be the best decision, if we should yeah. do it ourselves, just different things like that. So how would you describe kind of that in that first stretch of it when it first came out those first few months compared to after that national championship game when kind of everything (laughs) blew up for you and I'm sure people were calling your phone or calling your agent like crazy just trying to get deals with you or partner with you or anything like that so kind of just describe the difference what was the biggest difference
1: yeah definitely I mean it was crazy like at the beginning I really didn't know what NIL exactly was like what deals to look for what was a good price what was anything and I mean Daniel he luckily I had him and he did a great job. I didn't really do too much at the beginning. I mean, Jimmy Seafood, I want to say it was my first deal. And those were Carolina people. And I mean, I love them to this day because they were the first people to really take a chance on me. And I mean, really after that, it really wasn't much really going for me. I mean, I had a few side deals and stuff like that, but no like big partnerships or anything. And then once he got to March Madness, really everything changed. I started to see those Huge brands that I never really thought I have an idea, I mean, really have a chance to be a part of, like want to partner with me and things like that. And I mean, it was really cool for me to be able to just navigate through all those things and kind of make a decision on who I wanted to work with. And I mean, I really felt wanted, so it was a great experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that obviously everyone could kind of see just with as it kind of went on throughout that summer after Mm -hmm. April, just the different deals you were getting. You were posting them, you obviously across the board obviously Crocs is a big one that you you recently got um and so we're we're we partnered with that so that that was fun when y'all were on a high after March what do you think is something that maybe that was happening within that process or when things were kind of blowing up for you what's something that maybe people or fans don't realize or what was maybe a hard moment or a challenge that you felt that you went through kind of within that time obviously because y'all were on top of the world, everyone in the world, we're talking about North Carolina men's basketball. So what challenges do you feel kind of came with that or adversity maybe within the NIL space? I mean,
1: it was definitely challenging because you go from, I guess, being a broke college student to having all these responsibilities, obviously having a good amount of money and things like that. So it was just tough navigating it and really knowing how to carry and handle myself, I guess, because I never really – seeing anything like that and then just trying to make my schedule as optimal for me as possible that was tough at the beginning but it was definitely a great learning experience and it's nothing I would trade for it
0: yeah for sure and yeah it gets crazy i see how it is yeah, for y'all like, at know school how it is. yeah knowing that that's hard that can be hard but also there's obviously the positives to it what do you think with the social life that you have to handle now after mm-hmm. coming off yeah. of that run with handling that at school, because obviously North Carolina loves men's basketball, so it's like having to handle that with fans at school, having to handle haters, critics that we're yeah. talking about y'all, then going to y'all being ranked preseason number one the following year, that's yeah. pressure too. what was your biggest maybe outlet? who kind of helped you the most throughout that process if anyone and did it take a toll like on your mental at all yeah like I know that's a pretty vague question but just kind of how did you kind of handle all of those things having to balance all of those at
1: once yeah I mean last year was definitely tough and I mean I thought it was a learning experience for all of us just how everything went and I think we were like you said earlier really on like a high from last year and I think we kind of took a deep breath and we didn't realize like we got to go and play again like it was more to come, and I mean, it was a great learning experience, and obviously, like you said, being at UNC, is a huge brand, and obviously, it was a lot of haters and people doing their thing, but I mean, I would say for me personally, I'm like at a 1% where I'm not really caring what they're saying, but I, th- I mean, I think probably for me, the craziest and the funniest thing was not necessarily funny, but just crazy to me was like, we would like play a stretch and let's say lose two games and then we might win one and it was different requirements that I had to do, like for different, and you know that for brands and stuff like that. And I mean during the season I'm not even on Instagram. And most of the things that I do for NIO is done in the preseason. So I mean I can remember uh Daniel just telling me he would like post something on my behalf on my Instagram. Obviously like I would give him the caption of what to say, but he's just posting because I don't use Instagram during the season. And just seeing all the comments from the fans, like, (laughs) oh, he's not focused. He need to get in the gym, like, things like that. But whole time, I didn't do any of that. Like, that happened before the season, and I'm not even on Instagram. So it's just funny just seeing that contrast. And I think that's what's different from professional and college, and I think that's something that fans and people are going to have to get used to is kids having other requirements other than basketball. I mean, it sounds crazy, but – It's the truth, and I mean, obviously, like, in the professional ranks, like, they have those big deals and things they have to do, and it's like that now in college.
0: And it's tough, right, because we have a responsibility as an Mm -hmm. athlete, have games to play, practices to be at, but now with NIO, we have requirements with that responsibility Mm -hmm. that we have to post at a certain time, make certain content. I mean,
1: and it's tough. I'm telling Daniel, like, yo, like, I don't know if, like, I could post this, like, (laughs) It just don't feel right, but like I mean at the end of the day, like I have integrity and i mean I mean business too, so yeah, if I sign and say I'm going to do something, I want to do it
0: absolutely, yeah, and again it's our it's our job now, right, yeah. so like we're getting paid by these with these part within these partnerships but we also have yeah. obligations to do on the court within yeah, with I mean, school, yeah,
1: and yeah. I think for some people like it is a distraction, but like say for me and even you too, like I know we I mean we're with each other all the time, we always in the gym like. Everything we're doing is preseason. I mean, we're going places and doing stuff, but we're also working out, bringing our trainers, doing everything and handling business. So it's not really that big of a distraction as people try to make it out to be. But, I mean, I see how from the outside looking in, you could kind of construe it as that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So with social media kind of being crazy with you having to post things with NIO, but also having to play basketball, and even if y'all aren't doing that well. Yeah still having those obligations to do so like what do you think or what is your approach to social media like to kind of already predetermined kind (laughs) of knowing all those things and also like you are in the public eye you have been for a while and especially now more than ever people are looking at you to have a, a big season which I know you will but um just being in that public eye has that affected you at all in a way do you think it it could just coming up like just things like what's your approach to that?
1: I mean honestly not really like I think for me I just kind of try to shield all that off as much as possible like like I was saying during the season I'm not really on Instagram or Twitter as much I am on TikTok though that's one thing that I can't really give up and I mean TikTok is probably the most toxic of them all so for <laughs> in me a way, I mean, yeah, in
0: a way
1: it's 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 crazy seeing stuff like just people talking about you and stuff like that on TikTok and like people making content about you I think it was definitely something new for me, especially last year, just with everything that happened, seeing all that. But I mean, I kind of just learned how to just press the not interested button and just try to shield all that stuff away.
0: Yeah. Yes. And do you think kind of with that, does it, like, how do you feel you manage it? Like, I know it's sometimes it's hard. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you almost want to like read the comments Mm -hmm. and see what people are saying. Like, I know I do. Sometimes I'm Mm -hmm. like, I wonder what people are saying just because and but it's like but I know I don't need to and sometimes it's funny like it's like they're really saying this but um is there a way that you try to really tell yourself to kind of I know you say you stay off of it but when you if you do see Mm -hmm. certain things that maybe you don't want to or that are people are talking I save it
1: I'll screenshot it I like to (laughs) bottle it all in and use it as motivation like I'm one of the type of people I want to be able to like be like I told you so so all the negative comments and bad stuff like I love it because it's like it's giving me something to work towards somebody to prove wrong so all of that stuff I'm channeling in and I encourage it yeah for sure
0: well that's great um so let's pivot here so we talked about kind of social media side of NIL kind of just the build up into it so now that you are doing really well within the NL space. What do you think, like what does being able to build that wealth, grow that wealth, generational wealth kind of mean to you? What have you learned throughout that process about mm-hmm. building that wealth financially, like financial literacy, anything like that? Like kind of what what do you think you've learned the most within that space?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been huge for me, like especially on the financial literacy side, just being a part of Keenan Flagler Business School and then I'm working towards my MBA. I get to learn all that stuff in class and then be able to apply it to some of the things that I do. I mean, it's just great. And I've learned so many lessons throughout it. And I've had a chance, like you said, to invest in different things and move my money in different ways and see it grow. So I mean, it's just great. And I think it's a great learning experience for me, especially being like, once I'm done playing and stuff, I want to get into things like private equity and multifamily homes. So even throughout through NIL, I've been able to meet a lot of different brands and stuff that I would invest in and things like that. So it's been great. And kind of learn the ins and outs and get a chance to meet the owners and the people that run the company and kind of pick their brands. I feel like that's been the best part, honestly, of the whole NIL thing for me.
0: For sure. And being able to learn all of that while you're going through it, right? Like, while you're going through the NAL process, being, but being able to gain that knowledge, while one, while you're still in college. So once you leave, it's almost second nature to you, right? Yeah, I mean, it's
1: great because I get to see, like, both sides. I yeah. get to see from their perspective and from my perspective.
0: Right. And just being able to handle that business side, like I said, obviously you have an agent as well, but um, even through school for you to gain that mm-hmm. knowledge is, is super dope. But with you kind of doing that, also, you're – in the space of giving back as well, Mm -hmm. which is huge. I think it's huge to see college athletes across the board kind of using that platform to be able to give back. You have a camp coming up in your hometown, so can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, this is the third annual camp that I do in my hometown, and we bring in probably around like 250 kids, maybe a little bit more. And last year, Puma gave all the kids at the camp shoes, so that was really cool. And, I mean, they get a really good experience. And I bring a lot of my teammates and bring in a lot of guests, which is really cool. And I mean, for me, that was huge. And that was one of the first things that I really wanted to do at NIL, because I could remember the impact of a lot of the former players and people from my city just coming back and doing camps and how that changed my life and perspective on things. I mean, just younger like guys like Ed Davis, who played at UNC, I mean, just seeing him growing up and like hearing him speak at camps and doing things like that, that inspired me to want to get better at basketball, I want to go to UNC. So if I could do that for just even one kid, I mean, I think it's huge. And then going more on the philanthropic side, just things that I did with like Me fine that's a charity that I work with. And I mean, last year we raised probably, I want to say over 250,000, something like that. I'm not fully sure, but I want to say something like that. And I mean, this year just growing it even more. They just signed Jeremy Roach at Duke too. So just being able to bring the, rivalry from Duke and UNC but for a good cause at the end of the day I think that's what it's all about and I'm just fortunate to be able to work with them and do those things. For sure yeah and again
0: being able to give back in that way while in college um, and just seeing more and more people running their own camps or donating to to a charity of their choice and just kind of involving them within your partnerships right I think that's huge and it says a lot about Mm -hmm. your character and um, just goes a long way so that's the now. So what are your, for your future impact, like what do you, how do you feel you want to carry that out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to be able to definitely impact a lot of the kids in my city, specifically like the inner city kids and kind of just give them hope to let them know like you can go and do great things and to honestly teach them a lot of things, especially with like financial literacy. That's something that I'm huge on and I feel like a lot of people don't understand those things and that's something that I've been trying to push, like, I did something with Moneyline last year and kind of ran some different things by them, and they did a lot of great stuff in that area. And I think that's huge, especially in, like, the younger America, to be able to kind of get that head start.
0: Right, for sure. And, again, it's awesome to see, even through social media, if, if that's how people are able to see it from you, because everyone sees the you know the deals or the partnerships and the basketball yeah. Yeah. and things like that, but not everyone sees – Every single thing we're doing mm-hmm. with NIL or NIL trying to give back in certain ways. Yes. Like you said, just even having your own camp. Even, I didn't know that you are partnering with a charity of your choice. Like just mm-hmm. things like that I think is awesome. Um, and things that a lot of people don't know like yes. about, about us as people that were way more than just basketball and the NIL deals that I post exactly. on social media. Right. Um, so that's, that's amazing. And with that, like throughout NIL, like I said, you've done great. What do you think is one thing that maybe you should you felt you should have done differently um or that you should have done maybe better within the n i l space as you're kind of coming to yeah. on up on your last year of
1: college? Sure, I mean, I would say probably like last summer, like after the national championship run, it was crazy time like I just had so much stuff to do, and I don't think I particularly did a great job of like managing it all. I think I kind of exhausted myself and really did too much. But I mean, like I said, I think it was a great learning experience, especially going on with my life and just different things that are going to come. I think I know now how to navigate through all those things and how to do those things. So I think it was a great learning experience, but I definitely probably would change it. Yeah,
0: for sure. And with all that you've learned, what, do you, what, would, you, what would be your biggest advice to high school athletes who are looking to come into college and mm-hmm. really navigate the NIL space or even younger collegiate mm-hmm. athletes as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, just keep the main thing the main thing. Like, at the end of the day, we're all basketball players, and that's all that matters. And, I mean, it's great to get deals and stuff like that, but you got to handle your business on the court, in the classroom, and then everything will come. And, I mean, winning is everything. Winning is the more you win, the more you make at the end of the day. So those are definitely some advice I would give
0: them. And last question, as we're wrapping up, what is your favorite NIL partnership? And why?
1: I would have to say probably me Fine because it's just the most meaningful to me because I feel like I'm making an impact on a lot of lives. And, I mean, it's one of the greatest things I've probably have ever done in my life. So I would definitely say me Fine, But, I mean, the coolest probably Town Hall, mm. just having my own burger. That was a lot of fun. Obviously, Crocs, that was great. So all of those, really. I mean, I think they're all cool. All the brands that I partner with are... The ones that I want to. I never partner with a brand that I'm not using their product. I'm, I don't believe in what they're doing. So, honestly, all of them.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, you're definitely inspiring many. And, of course, me knowing you, I wish all the best this season, well, of course, you. and wish you all a great season. But thank you so much for coming on the appreciate show. Appreciate you. I really appreciate you sharing your story and sharing your journey. So, you'll help a lot of people. Thanks for tuning in to Nilosophy, a By Us Media production. Don't forget to follow at Nilosophy Show on Instagram and TikTok for more exclusive content. See you next time.